Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. I literally pinch myself every time I record a new podcast. This is a dream that has been eight years in the making, and I'm so grateful that you are spending a part of your day with me. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. What's up? (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I love that we've had some really great conversations in the past, and so I just feel like I want my audience to hear your story and find out a little bit more about you. So let's just kind of dive right in. All right, let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your history of, you know, what you, what you've done in the past and, and where some of the struggles, because I know you and I have shared those and how you got to where you are. Right on. So uh, my background is born and raised in the state of Maine. Uh, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's like Canada almost, uh, far northeast. And moved to Austin, Texas back in 2006 uh, for the really the beginning of my retail career. And I had like 15 years corporate retail experience uh, covering companies like Colhan, Under Armour, Carter, Staples. Um, had some really rich experience and uh, had a great paycheck. And I ran myself into the ground like... I had zero boundaries uh, with my work and really built my lifestyle around my work. And that was like the only praise and value I was getting in my life. I was really addicted to praise since I can remember as a kid. And so uh, going to that constant praise, I was always trying to get the next promotion, you know, the next prize, the next paycheck, like whatever it was, like I wanted all of it. And uh, I just had this belief system that was defined really by other people, like checking off all the boxes, being a good boy, you know, have the fancy car, nice house, nice clothes, um, all that stuff. My value system was really defined by other people because I just want to please everybody else around me so I can get that praise. And uh, man, that took an epic toll on me. So really the, the, the real journey, you know, like the past five years, I would say, has been the most epic journey ever because that's when the whole shift happened was like really starting in 2014 in the fall, like September, five years ago to like the month of September was when I made all the changes. And that's when I, um, I started my coaching career and decided that I wanted to help serve other people. And so that no one else would feel alone in this world. Like, cause I battled depression, chronic illness, autoimmune disorders, all that stuff. And so I don't want anyone to feel alone with that. So I started my coaching school. And then by April of 2015 I went totally pro as a coach and left my job was on disability actually negative bank account uh family I'm raising brand new house wife out of work and I decide hey it's time to go full-time and and now coaching for almost five years has been my full-time income and uh and it's what I rely on to to uh, support me and my family so that sums it up real close like that's the tight-knit version of it right there <laughs> and and we're going to we're going to jump into some of that on a little bit yeah. more detail but you know what i hear in interviewing guests a lot of times is 
the drive in corporate America that they had. And there were a lot of successes in, in the stories that I hear the same with yours, yeah. you know, a lot of successes. Um, but then it, it drove you into the ground literally is, you know, money. Well, was I want to reframe that. I drove me into the you ground. Drove, yeah. Like I can't, I can't blame the job. Like I allowed it to happen. Um, so yeah, I ran myself into the ground cause I could have changed jobs, which I did, but I was the problem <laughs> like in a lot. And I had some challenge. There were some internal, like there were some situations with the job that did contribute, but again, like I, I didn't have boundaries. Sure. And I love that you own that. I love that you own that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to unpack some of this. I'm going to go back and say, uh, one of the things you said was you were addicted to praise. And so that obviously has to come from some part of your childhood, you know, where you didn't feel that or you didn't feel validated or you didn't feel like you got that. So can you, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, some therapy stuff right there. That's good stuff. Um, <laughs> no, and I'm happy to. No, I mean, you know, look, I was the oldest in my family. I grew up in divorce and I had uh, five half uh, and stepsisters. And so, yeah, I was always kind of taking on more of that adult role in a lot of situations, being a mediator, you know, being told that I was kind of the man of the house at times, you know, and so I didn't create a lot of waves of conflict. I was always there to try and keep the peace and be that kind of like golden kid. And, uh, and again, try and check off everything right. And so, yeah, I really was hungry for that praise and that validation. And that's why most of my friends growing up, the majority of them, you know, were teachers and coaches and, and, and adults, you know, and I, and I had a small circle of, of peers my age, but I naturally gravitated towards adults throughout my youth. And again, like that praise started like on the football field, you know, getting praise from my coaches for sacrificing my body or the extra energy I was doing or whatever it took. I was all in to get it. I was hooked. Isn't that interesting that we as society, that's how we teach, you know, our kids is, yeah work harder, do more, you get more praise, you make more money, you know, whatever it is that you're accomplishing. And we don't really teach them how to be entrepreneurs and how to figure those things out for themselves and, and own it on their own. Well, I will say this, like entrepreneurship was like in my blood from the beginning. Like I had my first business at eight, you know, uh, trading and dealing baseball cards. Like I'd go to the different shows and, you know, I'm sitting there doing business with 40 year olds and stuff. My dad really encouraged that part of me as a collector. And then, uh, yeah, I had my own lawn mowing business and then, uh, I was shoveling sidewalks, you know? So throughout my, my youth and my teens, like it was just in my blood. But the first time I got that big paycheck for my retail gig, and the praise for it, like the entrepreneurial dreams just kind of vanished. And I was also really big into serving others. I was always part of programs like, you know, uh, peer mediation, suicide prevention, all that stuff in high school and college. Um, I was always involved in those programs, even though I struggled academically, there wasn't an extracurricular activity that I wasn't involved in or some kind of leadership role. Like that was my jam. So I loved all that stuff. But yeah, seriously. The moment I got praise like for things, I would rewire myself to make sure that that's what I was always doing. Okay, so now I'm going to kind of fast forward a little bit, and <laughs> I want you to tell me how scary or not scary, I don't know, I want you to tell me your mindset when you literally took that leap of faith 
and left your job. And I mean, you're, you're like you just said, you're supporting your family. So how did you feel? What made you think, what was your mindset that I'm going to make this happen? How I'm going to do this. This is going to work. Yeah. It was effing terrifying. Like, <laughs> and it has to be, if it's not, then you're probably not making the big jump. Right. Like it needs to be terrifying. And so, um, you know, I was halfway through my coaching certification program and I had six more months to go when this all went down. And it was like, I finally found the, uh, the thing that I was really good at naturally. I was never the A student. I was never a natural athlete. Um, like I wasn't the fastest or strongest, but I could out hustle people and I had the most determination, but coaching just came naturally. It felt right. You know? So I finally felt like, man, I'm, I belong here. The, the problem was I felt like I couldn't have it because I couldn't, like, there was no way I could supplement my income with it. Sure. You know? And so that was the story. So I kept waiting for the perfect moment. Unfortunately, the perfect moment didn't come. I got sick. And the decision was like on April 10th, it was like my doctor diagnosed me with a handful of things. And it was either take more drugs, more prescriptions and struggle through this and maybe die at a young age because that was the path I was going down or change my lifestyle. And again, like I had no money. So I decided to take the medical leave and focus on my health and then start slowly building a business. Cause look, I, my mental health was crumbling so bad. I could barely, I couldn't interact with my, my work anymore. Like I was falling apart there. So you, you mentioned a little bit about your health and let's kind of dive into that. Yeah. So if you don't mind, um, sure. can you share a little bit about what, you know, what you were diagnosed with, what happened and, and yeah. what you did to change your lifestyle is really what I want to know too. Yeah. I'd been abusing my body for years, uh, not recognizing the symptoms of getting sick. I think it started in my twenties when I started getting a lot of stomach issues and, uh, and anxiety was picking up and then my energy was starting to drop. And that's my superpower was my energy. That's what I was always praised for. So I started supplementing with a lot of Red Bull, like 15 cans of it, actually. No joke. Wow. And Adderall, a lot of Adderall. So my body was getting sick. I didn't, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy in 2015 and I was getting it in my twenties and didn't know that I was just medicating myself to try and circumvent it. Narcolepsy is where you're just falling asleep, just and I know when the ship's going down, so I'm allowed to drive, but it's just like a fatigue and exhaustion that you cannot fight. Like you have to take a nap. Um, and there's no amount of caffeine sometimes that's going to help you. And it's not a willpower thing. You're going down. Right. And so I was diagnosed with that. Cataplexy, which causes a muscle weakness in the body sometimes. Um, Addison's disease was the rare one that was really a pain in the ass. That's where your body stops making adrenaline and cortisol, all the hormones that fight stress. And it has a tremendous impact on your moods and mental health because if you're stressed out and your body's not making the fight or flight chemicals, then you go into shock and you, then you go into adrenal crisis and then you could actually go into a coma and if really not treated, you could, you could die from it. So uh, that was a tremendous problem. And then my body stopped making uh, testosterone. And then uh, they also figured that I probably had a traumatic brain injury from years of uh, a football and competitive fighting, being a reckless kid, and uh, ADHD, all these labels, all this stuff. That was the stuff we knew about. The stuff we didn't know how to diagnose was like, I had this unknown muscle spasm seizure-like disorder that we didn't know what was coming from that either. 
So all this crap was happening. All right. So tell me what you did to help, <laughs> to help clean your body up. <laughs> Man. Well, first of all, I found the right doctors. And so many people think that, you know, they find a doctor and they got to stick to that one. No, I found doctors that were going to listen to me and doctors that were willing to go outside the box to help me. And so I fired a lot of doctors too, but I finally found a few that were on board and started listening to me and got me the right help. And we played around with a lot of different meds, but the most important thing was I looked at the five things I could control in life. Like I felt powerless with my illness, but then I was like, man, I got five things that I can control that I haven't been doing. And that's my sleep, my prayer time, my nutrition, my fitness, and my inner circle of friends who I choose to surround myself with. And I was like, I have no right to bitch about my health if I'm not doing any of those five things. No right. And so I started focusing on how to create the time for those things and how to put them first. And that dramatically started to change my life. I wasn't perfect at executing any of them. But man, when I started putting those things first, changed my life. And I'd have to say, one, prayer meditation time was huge. The second one that was really big was inner circle of friends. Huge. Probably the healthiest thing I ever could have done for myself was to redefine the people I choose to surround myself with and put amazing, positive, epic people that aligned with my values in my inner circle. Game changer. It's, it's a game changer and I've had to do that myself because you mm -hmm. are a product of who you surround yourself with. Right. It, and so it's, it's been um, sad and heartbreaking, but it's also helped me elevate myself to, to where I need to be. You know, the truth is, is that not everyone's going to be happy for you when you go on a, a a, you know, a, a personal discovery, sure. you know, when you start stepping in your real values, not, not everybody's going to be thrilled for you in your inner circle that your old one. And that's where you really start to learn, like who are the people that you really need in your life. And the truth is, while I had to let some of those people go in order to create room for new people, you know, I know they were toxic to me, but I also own that I was toxic to them. Right. And the stuff that I was going through. So it just wasn't the right fit. I need to be around people who could be with what I had and, 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 you know, I could, support them too. So it's a very interesting journey. But for a while there, I played a bit of a victim uh, in that part and was just like, how come, how, why can't people be with me? Why, 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 why won't people support me? Right. So I had to get over that perspective and understand that, you know what, I was toxic for them too. Yeah. I, I love how you um, have just even um, in this conversation kind of unfolded how you own it and you recognize that it starts with you. And so you're, you're really saying, yeah, they were toxic, but it also was me as well. So you're owning it. As that well. was a growing process. Like to own it has taken years. Like over the past <laughs> five years, I had to learn how to take accountability for it. And so that's a painful process, but I'm it's glad a painful I did. process. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into a little bit about your business and what you do uh, now. Right on. So uh, I've labeled myself as a mindset coach okay. and uh, I've actually made sure that not only have I had life experience, but I made sure to go back and get myself certified and educated through a coaching program too. So I got, uh, you know, uh, certified through the coaches training Institute, which was a year long program and it was a great financial investment and it was an intense process 
on getting a coaching certification that would help me hone my skills and then got credentialed by the International Coach Federation. Things you don't have to do, but I felt obligated to the coaching industry and then my future clients and myself to do it. So I'm glad I did that. But as a mindset coach, my whole focus has been helping people learn how to live a life aligned by their values, you know, versus the, the real problem out there where people live life aligned with values defined by others. So essentially what that means is there are people out there that are telling you how to show up, how to dress, how to talk, how to act, even how to dream sometimes. And we do all those things and we still feel like we're not enough. Even if we look successful on the outside and people eventually just feel like they're not enough and they're stuck in life and they feel alone. I get in there, help them overcome those limiting beliefs and I help them rediscover themselves and change the relationship they have with their career and themselves and their lives and start redirecting in a way that aligns with who they really are in life. So that's how we find fulfillment. And sometimes, again, it's not always about changing a job. It's changing your relationship with the job. And you have more things pouring into you. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, it's, it's just, it's changing your thought process and changing your mindset. And it changes, yeah. it changes everything for you. Changes your whole outcome. Absolutely. Um, okay, so a couple of things. First of all, I want to acknowledge you. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for being a guest and being willing to be vulnerable and share your story with me and my audience. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I dropped my headphones. A little mishap. That's okay. Um, that's keeping it real. It is keeping it real. That's, that's what happens when you're recording a right. podcast. Um, so just being vulnerable and being real. And I, I'm so appreciative. Love this whole little, you dropped your, <laughs> your headphones. I mean, that's all keeping it real. That's right. Um, okay. So tell everybody how we could get a hold of you, where we could find you. Um, and, you know, drop all your, and I'll put everything in this, in the uh, yeah. show notes, but you know, just let me know, let us, every, everyone know how to get a hold of you. Hey, look, LinkedIn's like probably one of the most popular places to find me. So you can find me under my name or you can search under Matt Gagnon one on linkedin.com. And like, that's where 70% of my business comes from right now. And so you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram on uh, at life story coaching or email me Matt at life story coaching.net love to talk to people and find out how I can serve. Awesome. Okay. And I'll make sure that those are all in the show notes. All right, Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. If you like what you hear and you want to know more information, you could contact me at Lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com. I also sell my sticky notes on my website at recognizeyourtruth.com. If you are looking to launch a podcast and you want to know step-by-step step how to do it, I have a course that is starting in January, but I have a free guidebook on how to launch a podcast where I put a lot of great content and information in there, and you can get that in the show notes. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.